Welcome back, everybody. This is Troy, Bruce, and our special guest, Terry. And we're going to continue our conversation that we started last time concerning cooperating with God. So we're glad you're here. We're glad that you have joined us under the fig tree. Let's get started. You don't get to enjoy the time that where you're going to encounter him more than likely is on the way. Uh, that's so good. I think good. that's something that we have to keep in the forefront of our minds. That's Respect so good. Respect the journey, man. Man, that's now, that, that's an interesting, that's a great point. How would you say fear and shame and condemnation affects the stepping out in that area? Man, I think especially fear by itself, man, is it definitely affects. Because one thing, and I think this comes out of the conversation you and I had earlier today, Terry, if nothing else, fear robs me of understanding God's love because those two things right. really can't coexist, right? So perfect love cast out, not some, but all fear. Right. Right. So if, right. if if fear is prevalent in my life where I'm operating fear, then I don't recognize how much God loves me. Yes. You know, and, right. and, and That's right. if I don't recognize how much God loves me, why would I then want to go on the journey? Yeah. Right. 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 Well, and, and, and yeah, see, I don't know that I've seen this quite like this before. As you was explaining that, what I saw about fear was that fear is a blinder. Mm. Yes. Fear blinds you at, while at the same time kind of deceiving you to think that you're being asked to do something that you're going to have to do by yourself. Right. To your question, why would I want to go and do this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> If I can't see right. that God is is actually going with me, right? That God is with me every step of the way. I told them yesterday, in 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 church, I said, uh, I said, you know, I used to, I used to pray and ask God if He would be with me when I go to minister His word. I said, and one day I found Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One day <laughs> I came in contact with Jesus, and I was like, oh wait a minute, I got that backwards. You know, where are you going? Can I go with you? <laughs> right. Instead of asking, would you come be with me <laughs> when I go and try to preach your word? It's, it's now for me, for, for me now, it's can I go with you? Where are you going? And can I go with you? Yeah. You know? Right. It's the cooperating with him. It's not the, I think I'm supposed to do this and I really hope he, you know, I hope he shows up. You know, and I yeah, think we've right. had that mentality for a long time. We we have, and, you know, the fear thing, and also I think you brought up shame, Terry, if I'm not mistaken. But, I did. But shame, you know that shame is an identity issue. Yes. Right? So we've seen this in all kind of passages where God used certain people, and they're like, why in the world would you use me? Right. You know, uh, um, I have unclean lips. Yes. You remember that passage? Yes. Yeah, you have all these. I mean, Moses came up with all kind of excuses yeah. why not to be used, right? He and sure and did. God's like, I ain't ask you all that. I ain't ask you all that. I, I'm just the only thing I'm asking you for. And and if you're at home, or if you're on the treadmill right now on your commute, <laughs> whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, always remember this: God is not asking you for your for your perfection. God is simply asking you for your yes. That's it. That's yes. it. That's all He's asking you for. Just That's give good. me your yes. That's all I need. We'll work out the details on the way. That's part of the journey, right, Terry? That's, That's part correct. of the journey. We'll work out the details on the way, but just give me your yes right now. That's what I need. 
I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to be holy. I don't need you to be all this kind of stuff. Just give me your yes, and I'll work with that. You know, it's interesting because I heard just when you said that, you know, I, God just needs us to be present. Mm-hmm. I got that. Just needs like us that. to be present. Yeah. You yeah. know, like and, it's, and it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, because I had this thought this, you know, this over the weekend. And I was thinking about a situation and it's like, man, you know, God, fear is really, really crazy. You know, and, you know, we, we talk about fear, doubt, and unbelief. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how when a person is fearful, they begin to doubt. They begin to doubt the relationship. They begin to doubt the call. They begin to doubt whether am I, do I know, do I this, do I that. And then it leads to unbelief. Right. If it festers and it stays around too long, it will lead to unbelief. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's so interesting, man, how, you know, we have to go back and focus on, as we said earlier, the relational part and the relationship aspect that we have with God, the opportunity that has been given to us is to, you know, to stay in relationship, to stay in a particular place with God as we move and as we walk and as we function, we're in relationship with the Holy God. Yeah. Who desires to who desires to do things with us? Who wants to do things with us? Man, that's a, that that in and of itself should be like, man, come on, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. You ain't, you're not about to stop me. You need to move. That's right. <laughs> you know, and when you think about faith, man, I mean, even the whole dynamic of faith. You know, faith is not faith unless it's acted upon. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it from the standpoint of cooperating with God, you can't even be in faith, you know, without doing your part, whatever your part, you know, is for the thing that you believe that you're in faith for. You know, there is a part that we play in order for it to be called faith. There's some, you know, I I can remember, man, you know, being in a situation where I really, I asked God for something. It was very important to me concerning my family. And um, was in the military still and and was about to be assigned somewhere that I, it wasn't even just that I didn't want to. There were some very specific critical reasons why I didn't want to have to be assigned to this particular place. And um, it was so interesting, man, because, yeah, God could have just done it and, like, kind of magically, you know, poof, they just changed my orders, right? But he didn't do it that way. He prompted me to sit down to write letters, right? And I wrote letters to commanders. I wrote letters until they got all the way to the secretary of the (laughs) army, right? you know, and got no response from anyone but I tell my wife it's done mm-hmm. and I put her on a plane with a with a little baby girl six months old Tiffany and we fly seven and a half hours to Europe we get to Europe we get in the airport Three months have gone by since I wrote letters. Mm-hmm. No word from anybody. We get there, but I had to act on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And God allowed me to act on it. I'm thinking about it, and I'm, I'm just saying that because when I got in the airport, when they called my name over the intercom, they call your name and they call your destination. And when they called my name and called, my, called out where I was going, it was the place I had requested to go. 
mm-hmm. but I but I, I I didn't know until I flew seven and a half hours to Europe and got you know that that I was actually going to have you know, and so I, I was thinking about that as you guys were talking, and I thought about Moses when Moses had to keep his arms lifted. Yeah, that's a crazy story, man. It is a crazy story. <laughs> Exodus seventeen twelve. Yeah, I'll just start there. But Moses's hands grew weary. Mm-hmm. So they took a stone. And for those listening who may not be familiar, you know, there was a war that was going on. There was a battle. With the Amalekites. With the Amalekites. Yeah. And it, it, this is really strange. I can't explain it, but I, this is the point that I want to make because we may not always be able to explain it. Why God would have us do things a particular way. And so it goes on to say, so, so Moses' arms grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it while Aaron and her held up his hands. That's crazy, man. <laughs> one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And that's all I'll read for time's sake. But, you know, we know the end of the story. They yep. win. Why would God require Moses to keep his arms up in the air? Yeah. Knowing that it's hu- that it might be humanly impossible for him to do it for as long as he needed to, and the point, guys, who are listening, is that for whatever reason, as long as Moses held his arms up, they were winning. Yep. You know. Yes. But when his arms fell, they began to lose the battle. That is wild to me. That's right. <laughs> but I think it's also a really good picture for us today of the kinds of things that God might ask us to do. Jesus once made mud from his own spit and put it on a man's eyes. Go figure. You know? Yeah. Jesus right. the man did that, you know? So go <laughs> figure, you know? And and so I I want to encourage people, man, you know, don't 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 allow disbelief and unbelief at something that God might tell you that you might hear from the Lord concerning the thing you're asking him about. Yeah. And you say, well, that doesn't even have anything to do with what I, I'm asking you. Just stop and consider for a minute because it very well might have something to do because he will require our cooperation with the thing that we say we're asking and believing him for. I was going to say, I mean, I, and I, it, it's interesting, but I saw this other picture, the other dynamic, that cooperation with God may also may may also encompass being in relate you know relational part or being in part with other people other people coming alongside of you to maintain what you're doing yeah terry you, it's 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 not a it's not a thing that you're, you're going to be on this island by yourself well yeah. it's just me and god and nobody else i don't need anybody else well you know you just saw the picture there mm-hmm. that no moses was not by himself right. but there were others to help him Right. To do the thing that was re- that was relationally required of him. Yes. If you will, if we can say it that way. Sure. Sure. But a- man, a- that just the picture of help and and the aid of others. Yeah. So, you know, the reality that we're not in this thing by ourselves. Yeah. That's a I, I, that's another it, great picture. I just saw that element. It goes back to what Bruce said when you asked the question if God's done everything for us, why do you want us to pray? There's something to be said about intercession. Mhm. Because that's what intercession is. Um, we, we, we're standing in a gap for someone or a group of someone's or something like that, you know. Yes. And, and what you see there is hard for me to, to even discuss that 
that particular portion of scripture without looking at the shadow. Yes. Because what you see is intercession there. What you see is intercession. He was yes. praying, and as long as he had his hands up, yes. then Israel would prevail. Yes. But then when his hands come down, yep. which is quote unquote not praying, yeah. then Amalek would prevail over Israel. And then it got to a point where his arms got heavy because intercession is work. Yes. And he got tired yep. because you can get tired and you probably will get tired during intercession. Yep. And then you have two people come alongside him and help him to intercede. Man, that's such a great piece to stick in there. Right. So it's great it, picture right there. It's one of those things. And it, it, we go even further because, you you know, the, the way we pray, we get down on our, our knees and stuff like that. But in their day. You know, the, in that culture, they would pray with it standing with their arms out wide. Yes, right. So when you get that picture yeah. of a man with his arms stretched out wide, yes. and one man on one side and another guy on yeah. the other side, yep. Yep. it's like, wait a yes. minute, I've seen that picture yeah. before. Yeah, we've seen that before. Yes. I've seen that picture. <laughs> Where did we see that before? Where did we see that before? <laughs> There's another intercessor that did that at one point. Yes. That's yeah. great, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's the, I love that you brought that up, Terry, because – we're not we're not here by ourselves. We're not supposed to be by ourselves. That's right. You know, right. part of that cooperation is building community. You know, part of that right. cooperation. Bruce, you brought up a point and, and I wanted to go to that real quick because you said that faith causes action. Yes. Right? It causes you to do something. Yes. So we go go to Hebrews eleven. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and when we're reading through Hebrews eleven, by faith we understand. That's something we do. Yes. That's an action. We understand that the world's reframed yes. by the word of God. Verse 4 says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent. So by faith, he did something. Yes. He offered something. You go down to verse uh, 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 7. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things, to, uh, things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. So by faith, he did something. Yeah, It sure. caused him to do something. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed. When yep. he, you see what I mean? Yep. Because yeah. faith causes you to do something. It's going to yep. cause some kind of action. And what is that action? Cooperation. Yep. There's something yeah. that you have to do, and we always have our part. I have this if and will thing that I talk about. Yeah. One scripture that yeah. we've been hearing for the last two, three years. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, mm -hmm. and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, right? You go through the whole passage. Yeah. Uh, it gets to a point where you get to the will, then I will. Mm -hmm. This is what God's part, right? Yes. The if yeah. is always our part because there's nothing iffy about God, right? Yeah, that's great. That's so right. when he says, if my people, that's that's conditional, right? Yes. Who are called by my yeah. name will do what? Humble, Humble themselves, themselves and pray yeah. and seek my face and turn from their... Don't, you take care of all that stuff, then at that point, I'm almost obligated yeah. to do this because I said I would. Right. Yep. Right? So we operate under the if and will. If if you do your part, that's always man's part. Yes. God will do his part because he can't lie. That's right. That's and that's, right. that's kind of how we have to see. It's all through scripture, everywhere through scripture. Come work with me. Come work with me. Yes. Come work with me. Yes. Join me in this. Help me with this. And and I don't know that we necessarily catch it all the time. Mm. Wow. And it's, it's so interesting. And, and uh, uh, just back to that, you know, that point again, just that make this last statement, you know, a relationship with God is not without the absence of people. You know, mm. it's not without the absence of relationship with people. Yeah. You know, it, it goes back to the first two commandments, you know, basically loving God. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, loving God and loving people. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of, 
that's the reality of, you know, being in relationship with God. Yes. And being in relationship with God is seen in relationship with people. Yeah, that's right. So I, it's, it's, it's so interesting, man, that, that dynamic. But I just wanted to throw that last point. It's not the absence of relationship with people. Relationship with God is not the absence of relationship with people. No, and it's such, and a, it's such a beautiful it's, picture. It's just the opposite, man. It is just right. the opposite. When you go over and look at Jude, Jude makes the point. It's one of my it's one of my favorite scriptures, and one of the scriptures that would I I think I'd kind of say keeps me up at night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, I, I'm sorry, not Jude. Um, First John. When you go over to First John, yeah. When you go over to First John, and uh, you know, and you look at First John one, man, you know. Um, it's talking about that relationship and and it, and it's talking about relationship with God but it's talking about relationship with one another yeah and i i'll use the word fellowship you know fellowship with God but fellowship with God through proper fellowship one with another you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and um so terry i mean you're absolutely right man you know if if i were to go down to if uh, verse seven, but if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, continually continually cleanses us from all sin. That that yes. scripture is one of my favorite scriptures, but it's one that keeps me up at night because this whole passage is has been written to believers, right? That's right. And I was right. reading, I'm going to go back and read it out of the ESV. I was reading out of the out of the Passion Translation. But um, let me start at verse 5. Uh, 1 John 1 and 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But now watch this. The conversation didn't change. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Mm-hmm. But right. if we walk in the light as he is in the light, listen to what yes. this says, man. We have fellowship with one another. That blows my mind, guys. Yes. Because you, it sounds like he's talking about relationship with God, right? And not being light. in darkness, but walking in the light as he is light. Mm-hmm. But then the result of coming out of darkness into light, he doesn't talk about relationship with God. He talks about fellowship one with another. <laughs> That's incredible yes. to me. I get yes. excited about it. I love it. I, I, I get excited. I love it. And, yes. And let, let me finish that. Let me just finish that scripture. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, this is 1 John 1 and 7, we have fellowship one with another. So now the darkness he's talking about is the ignorance of how God feels about fellowship. That's right. That's right. Darkness there is talking about ignorance. Yeah, yeah. You might want to repeat right. that one more time. I'm going to say that for the people <laughs> in the back. In this particular scripture, the word darkness there is talking about a level of ignorance concerning how important it is that we be in proper fellowship one with another. So much so that at the last line it says, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Whoa, wait a minute. Aren't we already cleansed? He's talking to believers. Right. Right. 
So for me, there's a there's a whole other dynamic of experiential experiencing the the blood of Christ, experiencing the cleanness of His blood, the cleanness of relationship. When I come out of darkness, concerning how important it is to be in proper relationship with Terry, with Troy, with my wife, with with the stranger yeah. down the street That's right. who I've just found out be, is a believer in the same Jesus that I believe in. That's right. Ooh. How about that? The stranger <laughs> who I just found out is a believer like me. You right. know? And you have fellowship with them too. And you have fellowship right. with them too. <laughs> Man. By this, you'll they'll know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. By the love another, you have right? for one another. <laughs> Not by tongues, no, not man. by miracles. No. All those things have their place. But at the end of the day, if the world is going to know that we are real, that we are authentic believers in Jesus Christ, that's right. it will be because they see the love that we have for one another. If that's not challenging and yet at the same time an indictment, you know, I mean, it just really is. Yeah. When we look at how we kind of handle each other today. And we say, and and we'll say, Terry, we'll say, well, I just believe God. I just believe God. But then when I go to God and God says, well, but I want you to get that situation right with your brother. Uh (laughs) You know, Uh well, wait a minute, God, what does Uh that have to do with the thing (laughs) I've been asking you for? I had that happen to me. Uh I had that happen to me, you know, with a sibling. I asked God for a very specific thing, and, and he didn't even acknowledge that. He said, go get that situation straight with your sister. I was like, oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know? There's something we got to do. There's something we got to do. There's always a part that we have to do. Um, yeah. Even even if it simply boils down to just believing, there's always a part we have to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we said, that faith causes action. And, I mean, again, yeah. I— I can't stress this enough. Just search the scriptures over and over and over, over and over and over. He yes. just keeps saying, come, come work with me. Yeah. Come work with me. Come yeah. work with me. There's, there's things I want to do with you, right? Not just for you. Yes. There's things I want to do with you. And I think that's, that's something we have to come to a place, come to a point that we recognize, um, that, that God is, he gets a lot of pleasure out of us working with him yeah. as opposed to yes. uh, us just doing things because we, we, we feel obligated. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Um, and I think that's something that's built into us too. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. That's a part of him that's built into us too, because if you, you can't force love, force love is not love at all. That's right. right? Not love at all. That's exactly all. right. And we have that built into us um, to where, it's one thing for somebody to do something because you said do it. And it's another thing. They do it out of the goodness of their own heart. Yes. Because they want to, yes, you know, be pleasing to you and all yeah. this. Kind of, it's different, you know, it, and it I think different. we have that built in us. And I think that's something that God wants to see uh, with us. His first miracle. Yeah. Jesus, his first miracle. Yeah. He had cooperation of the men that were there. Right. Yes. That's right. Go that's fill right. Up the jar. That's his right. Mother, his mother said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Right. He said, fill up these pots with water. He yeah. could have did that himself. 
He didn't even have to do that. He could have right. just turned the, the he could have turned the water into wine without fill, he could have just filled up the jars yeah. with wine. Right. You know. Right. But, right. He said, "You know what? I want you to partake in this. Yeah. Sure. I want you. I want you to be a part of it. Sure. Absolutely. I'm gonna set the stage from the beginning. That's right. I want you to be a part of this. I'm gonna show you how I want this to work. That's right. It's how the Father wants yeah. it to work. To be a part. To be a part. To be a part. That's amazing, man. And one of the most supernatural occurrences <laughs> mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. It reminds me of the woman who, you know, had just a little bit of oil and a little flour and was going to need, you know, yes. put it together and, and eat it and die, according to her words. Yeah. But the prophet, yes. you know, the prophet said, hey, make it for me and let me eat it first. Right. And, you know, but the idea that she, if I'm remembering the story correctly, she has to go and, and borrow all of these vessels, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mm-hmm. She goes and borrows all of these vessels. There was going to be something so supernatural that happens, right, that she would never be able to explain, but she knows is real. And yet, even in the most supernatural occurrences in the Bible, God required us to do some part of it. She had to go and borrow the vessels. Yeah. Jesus, yes. Jesus, Jesus follows because Jesus is God, even though he's here in the earth, right? So he doesn't change his own MO as God. So he does the same thing all these years later and tells the young men, go fill up the water pots. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same MO. Go fill up the water pots. I will never, oh my goodness, can I say this? I will never not require you to be a part <laughs> of yeah. what I do for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. That's good right there. That's good. Yeah. Never not require you to I be a part. That. That's good yeah. stuff. That is good stuff. Yeah. This is this is the journey that we're on. Here's one of my favorite stories. Uh you guys know me, man. I the book of John is <laughs> and and Genesis. Those are my two favorite books in the right. Bible, man. So I mean they just walk hand in hand. But yeah. Um uh, when I was looking at uh, John 11, the story of uh, Lazarus. Yeah. And I, I one, one thing I find in that, and we talk about the cooperation, right? Yes. Jesus comes to town, talks to Mary. She's like, look, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. He's like, look, chill out. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm here. <laughs> Everything's cool. I know it's four days later, but. I would love to hear Jesus say, look, chill out. <laughs> I got a purpose for this. <laughs> so he says, show me where you laid them. Right, that's something he could have done himself. Yeah, but he said, I yeah. "You, you show me where you laid them." I mean, we literally see right. it all through all the through whole, scripture, man. All the scriptures, he, man. He doesn't even come into the town. He no. stayed, he stayed where he was. He said, "Roll away the stone." That's something he could have done himself. Yep. That's and when, right. when Lazarus finally comes out, he told the people, "Now you lose him." Yes. And you let him. Yes, go. exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Something he could have done himself. Exactly. Exactly. But even in that, yeah. and people might have been doing it unwittingly, they're cooperating with God's plan. Yes. They're cooperating yes. with God's plan, and this is what he wants. Yeah. Boy, that's so good. This is what he wants. That's so, good stuff. I love this stuff, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I love this stuff. That's so good. Um, because it's, uh, let me, can I be honest with you? It's so liberating to understand that I'm, yes. that God is not a taskmaster. No. It's just liberating oh, to understand that yeah, he's not a taskmaster, and he really just wants your cooperate. Just give me your yes. Yeah. 
Just yeah. give me your yes. And then that holiness stuff that I talked about, we'll work on that on the way. Yeah, we'll work on that on the way. We'll, 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 we'll work on, on that on the way. way. Yeah. You know, yeah. All, That's right. all that stuff, that faithfulness stuff that yeah. we've been talking about, we'll yeah. work on that yeah. on the way. Right, right. You know, but just give me your yes right now. Yeah. That's just, all just, just I'm give me your yes, for. you know. And if we could just give him our yes, you know, you know yeah. We just give him our yes. And I think eventually he builds the rest of that character into us. He does, man. Along the way. He so. does. Things for, he, he, he takes things off of us along the way. He yeah. changes our garments, you know, yeah, along yeah, the way, man. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, um, you, are you ready to give me that, that old coat? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me go ahead and take that old coat, you know, but it's along the way. It's along the way. I'm going to take that, the old, way. That's that, right. that old coat, you know, off of you that represents whatever it represents. You know what I'm saying? Whatever bondage, whatever... You know, whatever ailment, whatever dis-ease that yeah. it represents, it's it's. Yes, I I certainly have found it to be along the way, man. You know, it's, it, it's been thing. along the way. Can I bring in a scripture? Absolutely. Philippians two, man. I've been chomping at the bit to get Philipp get to Philippians <laughs> two. I can't read the whole thing. I want to read the whole thing, but I recognize that this is a podcast. Yeah. And there's thirty there's thirty verses. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, I promise. But man, there's so many bullet points. The whole chapter is a bullet point for what we're talking about. Philippians two. Let me just pull out a couple of them. If I if I jump to verse two, it says, "Complete my joy." The writer says, "Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord." There it is, one accord, full accord. One accord, yes, that's right. And of one mind. Verse three: Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. I'll stop there because, like I said, I mean, that verse 1 through 30 speaks to what we're talking about. Right. So I encourage your listeners, you know, if you get a chance, you know, make it, make it your business, man, to go over to Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. And read the whole thing. Read 1 through 30. It's the whole chapter. It's a short chapter. Read it all. But read it all. Yeah. But, man, it so makes the point all the way through. They don't change the subject, you know. Right. Talking about. But it's, 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 it's really giving us, you know what I always say, Jesus is our example in all things. Yeah. All things yeah. kingdom, all things holy, all things right and true and perfect. He's our example in it. That's and right. And so this is a picture of. Of Jesus, you know, that we get to follow how he thought, how he acted, how th there's there's a huge difference between reacting and responding even. Right. You know, and so I love Philippians 2 because it is actually an example of Jesus himself. And it's really an example of his of his humility, you know. Yeah, man. It's an example of his humility. There's so much that we can do with God if we just humble ourselves. Man. If we just get out of out of presumption, right, and assumption, and just accept that we don't know everything, and he does, and when he tells us to do something that doesn't seem to have anything to do with the thing we're thinking about, that we're humble enough. See, we always want to go to the faith thing. Right. 
But if I could just throw in the humility thing. Man, man, man. Sometimes it's not even so much a faith thing as it is a pride thing. Yeah. If we can just humble ourselves enough to recognize that he knows more than us. Yeah. And that whatever he tells us to do, you say this all the time, Troy. You just quoted it. I'm surprised you didn't hang out there for a minute. <laughs> that that any anyone's whole ministry in life could be cooked down to the one statement that Jesus' mother made to the young men. Mm-hmm. Whatever he tells you to do, do just it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It takes humility, though. It does. What if they said, no, that's crazy. I, so now they're going to evaluate it for themselves instead of just humble themselves and do it even though they don't understand it. And I think that's where we Amen. live, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, the pictures of, you know, I see Naaman in that, you know, yeah. I see Naaman in that he had to go dip in the unclean waters. Yeah, man. Man, that, man come on, man. I got to go do that. Why can't you just tell me this? <laughs> no, go do that. And you know what I love about that, Terry? It was a young lad and a young maiden that God used. Yep. So now now we're not even talking about our peers. Now we're talking about what if God speaks to you through somebody that you see as less than you? Right. Can can you hear God's voice? So now now God leaves us a picture of I'll use anything and anybody, <laughs> you know. That's right. That's right. Are you humble enough to hear me and know yeah. it's my voice? Because I'll use anything and anybody, not yeah. just people that you think I would use. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we all, we always have to remember that scripture. You know how God, you know, the Bible said, God gives grace to the to the humble. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, and and we always have to remember that. But He resists the proud. You know, we we will put ourselves in a position where God can resist us if we don't, you know, and then we don't get the opportunity to cooperate. Mm. We don't yeah. get the opportunity to, co- to co-labor yes. with him. That's a right. good point. If we don't. That's a good point, Terry. Um, that humility takes us a long way. If my people who are called by my name mm. will humble themselves, right? And pray. Right. Yeah. And seek my and face. Seek my fa- These are things that we have to do. There's, there's. Wow, it's it's really cool. Uh, I know, and I know we don't get caught up on the rules and all that kind of stuff. We're more focused on relationship, which we should be, right? Right. And I think when you take care of the principles, in a sense, the principles take care of you, right? Yes. So right. when we do the things that God tells us to do, in in all honesty, and just be real now, listen, it's easier said than done. I get that for, mm-hmm. you know, for some people. But he's made this thing foolproof. He has. He's made this thing dummy-proof, really. He, he really has. What ends up happening is we overthink it. Yes. I'm guilty. Yes. Right? So, yes. I, you know, we overthink it. Sure. Um, instead right. of just, That's right. you know, hearing what he said and going to do what he said. Um, he's made it very, very simple for us. It's just we complicate it, yes. you know, because we add our emotions into it. Yeah. We add um, everything but our yes. Yeah. We add yeah. everything but our yes. And if we would just only add our yes yeah, and, right. and, and listen to him, then Man. you see how much easier, you know, the task is. So. Yeah. We add our what ifs. Yeah. <laughs> well, what if it don't work? And some some smart person said, "Well, what if it does? What if it does? What if it does? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> That's like gulp. I love that. 
I love that. This is this is a very, very fascinating subject. I am really glad, Terry. I'm really glad you were able to join us. Same here. Um, and glad I had the opportunity, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know we're going to have you on here again, man. <laughs> got to. We got to, and we have you in studio. Uh, they had some cookies and and stuff here. I liked it not to bother with the cookies because I didn't know who made them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, and, and there was a whole lot of them. There was so a that, lot of that, them. Yeah, if it was like one or two left, and I'm like, man, they tore these cookies up. But no, there's a lot of them. There's a so lot of them. I was like, you know what? It's a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we'll have you in studio again, man. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time and joining us, man. And I'm had a good time talking about this for our listeners at home that always make sure you're looking for those opportunities. Yeah. You're looking for those opportunities to partner with God. And he has tons and tons and tons of opportunities to partner with. Listen, you have neighbors, you have coworkers, yes. you have all kind of people that you come into contact with at the grocery stores and at the gas stations and stuff. And those are opportunities for you to partner with God they're not for your own purposes, but they're for right. his purposes. Right. And look, he it's not his will that any should perish. So if nothing else, one thing you can do to cooperate with God is, is share his gospel and share your story with people and how he changed you. You can do if you can't figure out where to start, start there. Start with that. And I promise you that God is going to begin to to bring you in closer, talk to you even more, you know, about the things that he wants you to do. So um, again, a lot of fun. Had a great time. Uh, I'm Troy. I'm Bruce. And we had our brother Terry with us. And we will yes. catch up to you next time under the fig tree.